Here's the thing. Saving money with GEICO is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Welcome to Teach Me Something New, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Britain Co. I'm your host, Britt Morin. This show is about inspirational thinkers, scientists, artists, and CEOs, and the things they've learned that have transformed their lives. I'm tasking these world-class experts to teach me something new in less than an hour. Listen to Teach Me Something New on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush. Charles W. Chuck Bryant here in the home studio, which is to say the dining room again. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Look who's back, everybody. Very happy to be here. Emily's back. So this is um, not one of the promised um, movie review minis that we're going to do occasionally, spontaneously. This is a regular mini crush because... Uh, Noel's going out of town, and we kind of got behind, and so I just thought we'd do it instead. Subbing in for Noel. Is that all right? Yeah, totally. Um, as long as it's okay with him. Yeah, he did actually. Everyone, don't feel bad for Noel, but he did say, I'm not fired, am I? No. <laughs> of course he's not. Silly Noel. So, uh, this is also is not going to be like the Oscars podcast, where we um, drank ourselves silly for four and a half hours <laughs> oh, God. and basically came back snoring in the last segment. No, I'm already that tired right now. We will be far more lucid in this installment because <laughs> uh, this is going to be shorter and, you know, it's a weeknight. Yeah. So we're not going to be boozing it up, exactly. even though we're both happy having drinks right yeah. now. A drink or two. Exactly. All right. Maybe three. <laughs> so, uh, you know how this works. You've actually listened to these, I right? love the mini crushes. Yeah. I appreciate that. It took me 10 years to get a podcast that you would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have that conversation? So I thought we'd start it off with social studies. Social studies on movie crush. Which I don't know if you remember, but that's when I go to Facebook to the movie crush page and ask a demo question. Great. Love that. And... We can read through these together. And I did an Emily-centric question because I talked about this on the show before, but uh, I said one time on the show that you can watch a movie that you don't even like that much. Yeah. Actually, it's uh, – I don't think that one's come out yet. But in an interview, I told Beth Newell, I said, Emily can watch a movie she doesn't even like that much if she likes the house. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and she thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And sort of was on I, the same, you know. I will rewatch a movie I don't like that much. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Multiple times. But yeah. Not just once. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you, you see it, you know you like the house. Yeah. And I can just be in the house with other, them doing their thing. It's totally, we can just coexist. It's totally fine. All right. Which leads us to the question. 
So exciting. What movie residence would you most like to live in and why? And I'm going to let you think on an answer. Okay. And I'll think on an answer, but at the same time, we're going to read through these from the peepas. The peepas. The peepas. Uh, Jessica Evans Totten says, The house from Father of the Bride. I don't remember that house. Do you? It was, I think it was a big colonial. I picture a lot of white. Yeah, white. Big white colonial. White people. Grand, yeah, white people, <laughs> suburban. White, white house. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not bagging on you, Jessica, by the way. No. Uh, mostly I just wish Steve Martin and Diane Keaton were my parents, but their house in that movie is also beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really that good one. one. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. And vaguely New York that? City. Yeah, it's kind of more like Harlem. Um, townhouse. Yeah, th- th- that place was spectacular, actually. That was not, that's not on my main list, but I can totally see the appeal. The Game Closet. And that is, uh, Horha... Vredenburg? Vredenburg, yeah. Vredenburg? Yeah. Or Georgia. Could be Georgia. Yeah, probably Georgia. Yeah. Great name. She says, give me all that weird, highly stylized vintage Totally. Glory. Bonus of Mordecai. Mordecai. <laughs> Lives on the roof. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, we'll skip around some, because I always like to give the people that were late. Yeah. Do. Uh, oh, well, Kristen Bits a guy. You know who she is. She's Caitlin from Stuff oh. You I believe sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. Yeah, it must be because, yeah. Oh, I thought I recognized the last name. Forrest Gump's house was beautiful. In yeah. Savannah. Kristen yeah. says, Forrest Gump's house, the porches, the trees, all yeah. that beautiful Spanish moss. Yeah, beautiful. Good call. That's a good one. Oh, Hurls, Jill Hurley, our minister of statistics, uh, mainly based <laughs> on books. It's uh, funny. Oh. There are a lot of... <laughs> A lot of lists, but it was really funny. It was guy cute. Got all his teeth. But it was funny. Minister of Statistics, say that fast. Uh, this is mainly based on the books, but all of the Nicholas Sparks movies take place in North Carolina. Which, yes, that alone, North Carolina yeah. as a setting is Yeah, and those amazing. are sort of like coastal Outer Banksy areas, right? Yeah. Mr. Darcy's House in the 2005 Prime Prejudice, of course. Pemberley. All right, that was, oh, that was Tyler Murphy. You've met Tyler in San Francisco. He's oh, a, yeah. He's one of the old Yeah, partners. Yeah, Pemberley. School teacher. Yeah, you know, of course. I mean, those houses are grand, but the castle like, early England thing is a little bit cold, but beautiful. I mean, no, the grounds are I was going to ask you. Like, a castle looks cool. Yeah, and but. And it's neat to have 75-foot ceilings. Sure. But. Too big. Stony. Not and, homey. Yeah. 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 You can't put Berber down and, you know. Like, would it kill you to throw a wooden beam in there? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Warm it there up were a no little. trees when those were built, apparently. Uh, all right. Mike Burdett, got to go with the mansion from Clue. That's pretty great. That's pretty, yeah, that's fantastic. I still have not seen that movie all the way through. What? I know. I sat with you and we didn't finish How it. How do I not know this, though? You do know this because you, you're like, finally, we're going to watch it. And we sat down and then got interrupted. I've watched have... part of that movie like six times. How can I have seen it 30 times and you've never seen it? And I'm so much better at the board game. So explain I that. don't even know who I'm married to anymore, <laughs> everybody. I don't know who this stranger bot is. You know this, you know this about me. You just look at my eyes. All right. I'm seeing if you have like, if I look in your eyes and it says like property of something. I have like goat pupils. They're just like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like diamond. No, the weird like rectangle shape. Flip the other way pupils. Well, I'm going to have nightmares. All right. Jerry Jackson. Back to it. It says pretty much any. (laughs) Holy shit. 
Uh, pretty much any pretty cabin on a lake that's in a horror slasher movie. Yeah, I don't watch those. But... Minus the serial killer part. Yeah. All right, that's pretty good. Minus, but can you minus the serial killer part out of that? Uh, Robert Brower, Steve Zissou's boat. That's good. That place was that was sweet, especially like the cutout where they do the Wes Anderson like uh, Mike Ireland rear window. Ah. Yeah, that place was cool. I mean, it was kind of cold and dark. It's but, a sweet New York apartment. Yeah, all right. And you get to see all the, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Murders. <laughs> a little bit dark. A little bit dark for my taste. I like a little more sunlight. All right. But it set the, uh, oh, somebody said The Descendant. Go back. Oh, yeah. Ali, Ali Witowski. Yeah, that's good. The, the Descendant. Descendants. That place is gorgeous. Hawaii, of course, as a backdrop, so. I think she just said that because it's Hawaii, but that's fair enough. No, that place was nice. <laughs> they had a sweet house. Uh, this is a good one. Emily May. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. She specifies 1971. Okay. Of course. Important. Um, that fizzy lifting drink looks so much fun. Minus the killer fans. Never know what fun invention is next. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. <laughs> a lot of whimsy there. Uh, oh, Brittany June, the original Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Well, you know how I feel about treehouses. I do. In small spaces. Yeah. I'd yeah. be all over that. Uh, Jeremy Kane. Jeremy. He's my pal. Cool. Hi, he was, Jeremy. He was in the band in Athens, moved to Seattle. Oh, or, that's uh, cool. You know, yeah. outside of Seattle. He says, sleepless in Seattle. Uh, the houseboat. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the Puget Sound, right? Beautiful. Yeah, of yeah. course. All those. I yeah, mean, those are super cool. Yeah, those things make me crazy. Yeah. And then um, Sarah Stapleton, the house from It's Complicated or the Beach House or Something's Gotta Give. Nancy Myers, of course, all the way. All of her sets are magnificent and I would quite readily move into either of those houses at the drop of a hat. Right. Sue Robbins, the house in the big chill. Yeah. Well, place was super cool. North Carolina again, wasn't it? I think one of the Carolinas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure North. It was coastal. Kevin, we had to deal with Kevin Klein's accent. Did he have a southern accent? Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. Uh, You want to do a couple more of these? Sure. All right. Hillary B. Dill. Sure. By Dill. Man, why are people so eccentric with their names? Are you kidding me? I've dealt with Senebogan my whole life. I'm just kidding. Like, they have a choice on their surname. Yeah, seriously. But, I've, yeah, I can. I feel your pain, everyone, <laughs> with difficult to pronounce last names. Uh, Hillary says the Adams Family Home. Spooky. It's that so beautiful. That place is cool, yeah. That's a good one. For sure. All right. You do. Uh, you want to do one more? Uh, and lots of Nancy Myers. Yes. Cause, and those are intentionally. Those are, as far as I'm concerned, those are um, characters in the movies. All right. Uh, oh, the house in Ex Machina. Yeah. Steve jo- Joves. Yes, that place was. It's a little cold and modern for me, but, but it's, magnificent it's nonetheless. Yeah. I think like they built it over a river. I don't know even know if that's a real place. That seems like a movie. Yeah, set. that could easily be a movie set. All right. So that is social studies. Nice job, everybody. Yeah, Those a lot good. of really good ones. Do you want to answer? Do you have yours? Um, well, I've got to get there, so I've got to I've got a process to walk you through with mine because. <laughs> so there are a couple of city apartments that I've always liked. Um, one was there was a movie called Last Night with Keira Knightley. It was in 2010. It's kind of like a little indie movie. Uh-huh. Um, they had a beautiful New York City apartment with like like loft with like the amazing kitchen. Yeah. You know, like there's no way their jobs afforded them to live there, <laughs> but the movie allowed them to live there in the movie. So that was really cool. And I was also thinking Catherine Zeta Jones' apartment in High Fidelity was pretty lovely, very chic, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Chicago. Interesting. 
I was thinking of two other things for you. No, that, 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 that's just, oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> I'm walking you through this. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the path. Yeah, we're on the path. Because yeah, yeah. you know me, I can't just like, there's not well, one answer to this question. No, Although there is, but I'll get, I'll get you there in a second. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the lake house because... That was going to be a my list for you. That house yeah. is ridiculous. Never, and I've never seen that movie. The movie's middling. You know, it's Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock and... Right. Jane Austen time travel yeah no yeah something like that (laughs) irrelevant because the movie again like I can just like hang in the house while they do their thing it's totally fine Mm -hmm. um and of course I would have mentioned like the Nancy Myers movies what are those um it's complicated and something's gotta get like um, oh are they just sweet places oh yeah Meryl Streep's house and it's complicated is like this like country country estate it's not at all complicated no no it's just beautiful (laughs) And it has like an orchard, you know, where she's picking like her fresh vegetables. Right. And, yeah. You know, it's like. It makes you crazy. Yes, exactly. So, like, the words coming out of her mouth are irrelevant because right. I can just put myself in that scene. And then, okay, but there's a, t- it's a bit of a tie, but one wins. So, my runner up, Yumi and Dupree. I knew you were going to say that. Craftsman Bungalow. Yep. That movie is unwatchable, but yet I've seen it so many times. I thought because it was funny enough. That wonderful house. But my, what do you think my very number one is? Well. How well do you, this is, how well does Chuck know Emily? I was. Because there's really only one number one. Here's the thing. I think I know what it is, but I don't know if it's the whole house. But I know for a fact. You know what it is. That Say you it. love Practical Magic. Yes. The whole house. Okay. <laughs> I would live in the conservatory. I knew you loved the conservatory. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. didn't know that the whole you house the whole is wonderful. House. The kitchens, I, I would decorate the kitchen slightly differently. So who is in that? Nicole Sandra Kidman. Bullock, Nicole Kidman, um, Channing, Why do you, why do you live Channing. with Sandra Bullock so bad? I know, right? She just gets all the good houses, all the good movie houses. Stockard Channing and um, Diane... Um, Keaton? No. Warren? No. Bryant? No. That's my mom, by the I way. <laughs> I'm not telling oh, you. who? <laughs> telling the listeners, Kubis. Diane Footloose. Ward? No. See, this is where I'm like just way too... Weast. Weast. Yes. Wonderful. And that, I mean, that house, they, you know, they built that house on that point. Yeah. So it's like the house is magnificent. And then you have the conservatory, which I don't know how I'm going to get a conservatory because one would not fit on our house anywhere, but somewhere I'm going to just conjure a conservatory because I feel like my life won't be complete if I don't live near in one or near one. And then the garden, of course, that wonderful, wonderful garden around the water. I mean, it's just, it's unparalleled. All right. That'd be my number one. Thank you for going on my journey with me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I would pick. I hate. I feel like I always cop out with these questions because so many things pop into my head from like because I'm trying to think of houses I love. So I think of movies that are set on top of a mountain, or I think of something on the beach, sure. like Michael Douglas's uh, beach place in Wall Street. I can't even call that one up, but yeah, like, sure, kind of eighties, eighties. Yeah. yeah, or maybe Pacino Spice and yeah. Scarface. There's a theme here. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe the Tannenbaums. That place is wonderful. That might be that might be the one for me. I would the live wh- in the whimsy and the you know yeah. it looks like a little castle. Yeah, and all the, the New York City. It's like townhouse, but it's bigger than most townhouses. Like the yeah, rooms it's, are it's a lot a more building. spacious and yeah. Or yeah. or oh man, the brownstone in Crooklyn. Oh I, oh. How did how did that not Just make it on so my list? Gorgeously wooded. Oh my god! And that stained wood, beautiful. And the piano, and it's yeah. just like 
That might be it for me too, though. There's another movie. It was a little indie with Santa Latham. And, you know, this was like when Brooklyn still was not the cool place to live. And I remember right. she was like an artist or a, I forget what she did, but she moved into like one of the beautiful brownstones, you know, like in like the outer outskirts of Brooklyn. Right. Um, and the, just beautiful. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. The, the Kirkland one. That's t- I'm totally adding that to my list. All right. That's social studies. Nice work. Are we blazing? We're blazing. Not literally, but everyone. No. We're not smoking marijuana. <laughs> I don't blaze. No. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock. He constantly bricks threes. And he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With Geico, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy! But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. Alright, so I think we should change the game plan and move on to a special segment that is all about you. My interest is peaked. And you don't even know what it is. I have no idea. I've kept this one a secret, everybody. There's a little thing we do in our house. You know where I'm headed already, I don't you? I love this game. <laughs> it, you knew immediately. I know. I know when you said that. When you said that. I think. There's a little thing we do in our family, meaning the two of us. Um, and who knows? Maybe one day we'll play yeah. this with our daughter. Uh, and I don't. it doesn't have a name, so I'm just going to call it this or that. Yeah, this or that. <laughs> It sounds like a Price is Right game. But, uh, and I, I think, I don't even know how this started. I mean, I know I just sort of lobbed it out there. Yeah. I think you like it as much as I do, though, because you're, oh, like, you're love trying to it. figure out what my me? answer will be, but my answer is fluid. All right. So here's what we do we're not going to keep teasing you. I just literally throw out two movies, and I don't even say, I didn't even set it up the first time I said it as, which movie would you rather watch, this or that? I would just throw it out. Like, two movies. Yeah. And you knew immediately, intuitively, I remember the first time we did it, you were like, you know, immediately what we were doing all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, game on. Game on. And the rules are sort of like this, though, is I can't name two completely disparate movies. No. There has to be either some mood element that's similar, like a couple of comedies, or some tying, some... Uh, some way to bind them together. Right. To make it so it's hard to pick one. Yeah. That, it's I not feel like, just an obvious right. answer. I feel like that's sort of the game of it all. Yeah. Is for me to almost have you stump yourself yeah. emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like I want you to be torn. Yeah. And and you're really good at picking <laughs> ones where I'm torn. Okay. All right. So I think everyone gets it. So yeah. I'll, I'll start it off like this. Um. Bridges of Madison County or Out of Africa? Out of Africa. That was cheesy. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. 
Really? Every time? Every time. Okay. Yeah. Is there another Meryl Streep movie that would compete with Out of Africa? Um... I mean, that's a tough question. No. Really? That's that's your number one jam? Of Meryl Streep? Mm-hmm. I mean, God, the woman has made so many movies, so, like, my Rolodex can't go that fast, but of the two... I can't think of anything you love better. Yeah. From her. Yeah. All right. Out of Africa. Well, that didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a good example. <laughs> uh, Clueless or Coming to America? Oh. Hmm. And this is somewhat tainted because you just saw a bit of Clueless on TV. Yeah, and, but we've seen a bit of Coming to America lately, too. That's true. You said America. America. <laughs> Paula Abdul. My British came through. Uh, Paula Abdul did the choreography in Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's true. Boy, that, see, okay, I'm stumped because I like them both about equally, but yeah. for very different reasons. Yeah. Tough one, huh? Yeah. You stumped me. Um... I'm going to go clueless, but just a slight edge. Okay. Yeah. All right. That surprises me a little bit. Yeah. That's a tough one, though. That is a very tough one. All right. Wonder Boys or Lost in Translation? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You're causing physical pain. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) This is making my eyes water a little bit because I'm really, really struggling. Oh, man. And I think, people, you get the game now. Like, those movies are both rainy day hangover movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, both, they, they fit a lot of criteria. Both good sleep movies. Great sleep movies. Um, both just fabulous performances. Oh, yeah. I mean, great movies, period. All right. Okay. Because I, I have to pick one. I would pick Wonder Boys, but again, slight edge. Because yeah. Sofia Coppola really can do no wrong. Exactly. But Robert Downey Jr. and Wonder Boys... He puts it over the and edge. Michael Douglas in Wonder Boys. And yeah. I mean their their performances. Uh, yeah, God, the moment when uh, what's his name jumped on the hood of the car. Oh yeah, butted his <laughs> car. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, or what did they call him? They called him um, Toby McGuire. Made up the story. Yeah, or finished the story. Um, and they kept calling him that. Yeah, this is where my yeah, brain. I can't remember. Yeah. All right, um, Bridget Jones' Diary or Sense and Sensibility, Kira Knightley. Uh, it's Pride and Prejudice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't like Sense and Sensibility that much. <laughs> Bridget, you know what's funny is I told you that was best pick was Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah. And I just listened to that episode yeah. for uh, edit points. Yeah. And so I have no idea how I screwed that up. That's funny. All right. Let me say that again. Bridget Jones' Diary or Pride and Prejudice, Kira <laughs> Knightley. Pride and Prejudice. That, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Bridget Jones' Diary. and that Pride and Prejudice movie or Pride and Prejudice miniseries? Movie. Okay. Yeah. I like the Colin Firth, Jennifer Ely. But, uh, yeah, I thought that Pride and Prejudice, the um, Matthew McFadden, yeah. Jerry Knightley one, hands down. Beth and I talked about, too, that, uh, that Colin Firth had that Darcy role just locked down. Yeah. Because he played it in Bridget Jones' Diary, too. Well, that's why he played it, though, because of... Because Bridget Jones' Diary was Pride and Prejudice. Well, no, so no, he, that's he what was, I'm saying, yeah. but they didn't recast all the same people. Like, No, he did it because he it, it was he was in the British version, right. which is... Well, I guess they're all the British versions. But yeah, he, he was Mr. Darcy. Darcy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He owned that role. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a bit of a nod. It wasn't like that. All right, this one, I don't know if this one's a good comparison, to be honest. So, Royal Tannenbaums or Friends with Money? That's, that's a tough choice, but they're very... They're a little they're, too they're, different. They're pretty different. Yeah. Um... I will always... Okay, I love Nicole Holofsener, as you know, and I love Friends with Money, but I'll always go Royal Tenenbaums because that's one of my top five. All right. Like, ever, ever, ever. All right, two more. This one has a bit of whimsy. Same period. Same genre. Genre. Walking and talking. Okay, love. Or kicking and screaming. Ooh. <laughs> love, but walking and talking. But okay. I loved kicking and screaming, too. And, okay, so kicking and screaming. All right, for those of you who... Uh, we should, like, back up some of these. Kicking and Screaming is the Noah Baumbach's first movie. Early, early, yeah. Early Noah Baumbach, uh, about tw- uh, 20-something college students yeah. graduating. Yeah, kind of like that, t- like the 90s, you know, what's yeah. kind of like reality, but it's like, what am I, the slacker generation, like, what am I doing with my life and right. relationships? And I will say, I did not like Kicking and Screaming at first. I've grown oh. to love it. Yeah, but like, wh- like when it came out, I was kind of like, meh, you know, just same bullshit. I enjoyed it. Day. Walking and Talking is Nicole Holofsener's yes. first movie starring uh, Catherine Keener and, and Leah Schreiber. And Leah Schreiber, yeah. And loved. who was the fourth? Um, oh, it was Todd, like Todd uh, Field. Yeah, yeah, Todd Field, the director. Love. I, that, was, that was her first, I believe. Nicole it Hoffman. was, yeah, and that's just a beloved movie. Well, and it, that it was that '90s indie period where, like, I didn't have HBO. I watched IFC and Sundance yeah. on my limited cable package in my apartment in Los Angeles, and I saw yeah. every single one of those movies of all the oh, female yeah. directors. And that is a very important time period. Allison Anders, she was big. Allison Anders, oh my God, Gas Food Lodging. Um, but. Uh, that I believe that's where I also was introduced to Catherine Keener, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she was. I can't remember if I'd seen her anything else. No, that was she. And she was just so came, great. She's great. She still is great. What was the name of the cat? Can you remember? Big jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my head thinking little jeans. No, big jeans. What was little jeans from? That's a thing too, isn't it? I think it is. Maybe I don't there's know. also green jeans. You know, Mr. Green Jeans, Kumar, from. Uh, Tannenbaum's and oh, he was Mr. Green Jeans and Bottle Rocket, I think. Oh, I see. Bottle Rocket is that's yeah. So it was Big Jeans. Big Jeans. All right, I gotta look up who Little Jeans is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and finally, we're gonna finish it with two, sort of the same, but no, sort of not. Twister or Sex in the City movie? (gasps) Either one. Oh. And for everyone out there, I've made the joke many times, I don't know if you've heard it, uh, that my wife's favorite two movies are any indie movie ever and Twister. I love Twister. (laughs) I genuinely, and I'm not even like, I'm not going guilty pleasure with Twister. But explain why, because you love tornadoes. Well, I had a a total tornado thing, yeah, growing up. We had a neighbor who was terrified of tornadoes and she would come over to our house freaking out. So I kind of developed like a love terrified thing with tornadoes and that was before i understood maps and right. i'd seen the wizard of oz and you know there are a lot of tornado events that led to a fear slash i'm obsessed with tornadoes Plus central ohio i mean there yeah. were tornadoes here and oh, there right totally, it's yeah. not tornado alley but no that in fact the little town where i was born got like a lot of it got wiped out by a tornado because it's just in like the plains emilyville emilyville yeah <laughs> you know they named it after me <laughs> Well, you left. Because I've made so the big many city. Yeah, contributions to society. They really wanted to honor me with that time. All right, so Twister or Sex in the City movie, either one. Oh. I have not, and, and I'm not saying 
Because I watched plenty of Sex in the City TV episodes. Yeah. But I did not see either one of the movies. I'm a good twister. All right. That might make me unpopular. I don't know. The movies, I liked for what they were. The series is in a different category. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, twister always, I will always watch that movie. All right. So that concludes the first edition of This or That. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Did I win? What I did I win? You won. Dylan Bay. Dylan Bay is weak. We need to rebuild. You have no choice. It has to be done. The epic fiction podcast, Tuman Bay, returns. Have we met before? Oh, yes, General. From creators John Scott Dryden and Mike Walker. I need soldiers, and I need them now. Maya is defeated. Don't you see? It's not a gift. It's a curse. We are the fist of God. That fist is now raised in its club of iron to punish the city of unbelievers. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, in the name of God, what have you done? So we're going to finish up here with comment card and ask for specific Emily and Chuck movie type questions uh, on Facebook and got a lot, a lot of the same. And I hate that I can't read everybody's name Yeah, who asked the similar question, but I'm sorry, but I'll point those out. But you uh, guys count too. All right. This is from... What a great name. I have a feeling it's not real. Kitalahara Starbreeze. Well, it could be. That's a pretty <laughs> fabulous name. What's your go-to genre at home? Well, are we supposed to answer this separately? Because we're not together on this. Well, explain that then. What are you talking about? Well, like there are certain genres that I just are no for me. Oh, oh, sure. Okay. And you, you will watch all of those movies. Yeah. I mean, you don't get do horror. No. You don't do slasher no or i do some thriller but not the it's gotta be the right kind of thriller. yeah not the keep you hostage and terrorize you <laughs> right? in your house not thriller the, not people showing up with animal masks outside your front no, door god no <laughs> or an invisible thing following you around that you try to pawn off you it's oh, funny you so tell good. me all of the like you give me like the 10 minute version of all because well, you ask because i'm curious yeah, but yeah. i you're, but you are curious imagining though. it though terrorizes yeah. me enough i can't imagine actually <laughs> seeing it but I don't watch a ton of those. But that aside, we can agree and, on most genres. Yeah, but you know Some what? Some of the I comedies like I watch we, you don't like. Yeah. But I feel like what our go-to is is kind of like political thriller. I feel like that's one that we will always, like when we're like well, just hanging out on a sure. Saturday night, what do you want to watch? Yeah. That's one of like, because there's certain, like the indies, you're always like, kill me. And I'm, you know, then you want to watch give the me comedies. A, give me a fucking Michael Clayton. Yeah. Any day. I think I feel like you bring that up a lot. As, Michael Clayton? Yeah. I think it, it for a modern day movie in that genre. Yeah. Jean. It's literally <laughs> the first time I've done that. Like Jean. That was the second time I've done yeah. it, but tonight is the you first time I've done that. French so word. Weird. <laughs> I think genre is French. Um, yeah, I think it's a good example of movies that I used to love, like Dog Day Afternoon and um, All the President's Men mm -hmm. and Verdict mm -hmm. and all those great 70s and even 80s mm -hmm. 
not even political, but just like adult kind of thrillery dramas. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the Tom Clancy books and, you know. Eh. I mean, that's a bad example. We don't like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never read a Tom Clancy book in my life. <laughs> but I was going to, I don't know. You called him Sean Clancy. I'm <laughs> I, I think not. that really means, I think everyone understands how you feel about him. No, I did not. All right. Zachary Lewis Willem Figwig. Great name. Zachary Louis William Fiewig. He's got to be British. What That's movie nice. couple would you guys want to be or are? Oh, do you have an answer for that? Movie couple. What movie couple would we want? Well, I think it all starts with the house. Oh, we have to back him into the house? Yeah, but I mean, of course. We're not going to be like... Uh, Jack and Diane? No, I mean... That was a joke and a song, but never yeah, mind. Sure. That was over your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... I don't know. That's a tough one. Movie couple. Because my first thought is like the digs. But then sometimes, you know, you got to have the right movie couple that like each other and stuff. And movies are generally about dra- yeah. drama. Yeah. And bad times. Yeah. So maybe comedies. I don't know. I love you, man. <laughs> Harry and Sally. <laughs> they weren't. Yeah. Uh, well, that's we were kind of Harry and Sally. We're like friends. Buddies, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, a good one. They lived in New York. Yeah, and they would genuinely liked each other. And they had nice apartments. Yeah, <laughs> their apartments were fine. I, you can't do the house thing. I don't think that works in this. I've always wanted a wagon wheel coffee table. Yeah, and yeah, that's Bruno Kirby. That's the wrong couple. I'm not Carrie Fisher in this. Um, yeah, I'd do Harry and Sally. And they're funny. And they had fun together. Like, we have a good time. Why not? Sure. All right. Dana Eliason. Yes. Do you continue a movie if the other person falls asleep? That is a great question. That is such a good question. And let me answer first, because usually how it goes is that you fall asleep first, usually. Uh, Yeah. Although, weirdly, lately, I've been falling asleep first. Yeah, you are suddenly like this early-to-bed guy, which is very bizarre. But But usually you fall asleep first, and usually how it goes is you say... I'm getting sweepy. Well, usually <laughs> and prior I, to and that, say, my eyes have been closing. Right. And more you than say, Can, keep watching it. Seriously, keep watching it. And I never keep you watching never it. never keep watching it. Like ever. So that's, that's, that's how it goes always, right? Yeah, for you on that end. Yes. On the other end, though. You watch you, that shit so coward. <laughs> <laughs> you go to bed first. You watch that and shit you twice. keep watching it. <laughs> it's... I'm not as generous. Well, I will watch it again with you, but sometimes I'm like... It's so rare, though. It's That's rare. Yeah. yeah. But you are very kind, and I usually take you up on it. Yeah, but it's not kindness. It's sort of selfish, because I want to share it with you. Yeah. Which makes me seem like a super good guy. <laughs> yeah, you sound awesome. <laughs> you're on like, paper, ladies, he's great. <laughs> you're like, public persona Chuck is great. <laughs> Uh, Troy Brewer, Chuck, what movie would you say is Emily's favorite and vice versa? I don't know that we've ever talked about favorite, favorite. You could probably guess a couple of mine because I've talked about it. Jaws, for the love of God, Jaws. (laughs) Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Um, Well, we've had this conversation. I don't have a favorite. I have revolving favorites. I have a favorite television show, but not a favorite movie. Six Feet Under. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Nothing will ever surpass that. But yeah. Is Mad Men second for you? It's up there. Top five. My my like two through five, like Sex and the City is like two. Mad Men is two. You know, like there, there are some ones that are below that are all tied. Gilmore Girls? No. 
that's just when I watch in reruns occasionally when there's crappy movies on the 45 movie channels. We have. <laughs> All right. So back to the question. Yeah. I don't know that I could say what your favorite movie is. It really is. So you have, and everyone has a lot of them, but sometimes there's one you could kind of shoehorn someone into like Jaws. But I can't shoehorn you. No, I won't be shoehorned. <laughs> no, people, she will not. Uh, yeah. What is the, it's a what is the saying around here? You can't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> All right, moving on. Elise Anderson, uh, what favorite movies are you excited to share with your daughter as she grows up? Oh, I know one right off the bat: Goonies. I, I cannot I wait to show her Goonies. Well, I mean, all the classics: E.T., Goonies, yeah, E.T., Raiders, Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, all the movies we loved growing yeah. up, Sixteen Candles. Yeah, of course. Like, all we'll have John to give Hughes. her a little John Hughes talk, because yeah. through today's lens, some of it is uh, not so great. Well, it just... It, it, it was of the time. It was of the time. I know, but and she you just have to. I know. Well, it's funny, because she might not. Like, for us, it was just what it was, and we've evolved. And who knows what it'll be like in I 15 know. years. I know. What, people are going to get, like, super inappropriate again? It might be so again. inappropriate again. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that I'll feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. That bites me in the ass here and there. Um, yeah, those movies for sure. Yeah. And then as she gets older, like, I definitely want to show her the Star Wars movies. And sure. I want to show her the canon. C-A-N-O-N. <laughs> Was that a movie? Yeah, that feels like a good list. Yeah, I think so. That... And then books. There are a bunch of books, too, I can't wait to read with her. And then, like, I'm, I, it's funny, too, because in my mind, I'm like, we're going to have this great experience. And she's going to be like, oh, my God, I love it. She's going to be like, oh, my God, this is so boring. No, like, so, no, no, no. Certainly no, no. not, right? No, no, no. Everyone I know that has kids. I mean, I how can you watch E.T. or The Goonies and be bored? There are some things. Like, if you sit them down to watch, like, Bosom Buddies or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, or just some, what, The Brady Bunch, like. Some of that stuff may not translate, but I don't like know. we loved the Brady Bunch twenty years later, I guess eighty years later. Great <laughs> <laughs> grandma Moses. Six year old six year old parents. All right, moving on. Uh Joshua Brennan says, Awesome. <laughs> I guess about us doing this together. Yeah. Um, what was your first date movie? Oh. Or the first movie you connected on? The first date movie. Remember? Was it Moulin Rouge? No. No, we were together. This it was. Um, All right, the first movie I kind of remember seeing with you was almost famous with a group of people before we dated. That was before we dated. We were just friends. I think you were even maybe just visiting. Yes. Yeah. But did we have a first date movie? Bjork. Dance with the Dark. Yeah. That was our first date movie. It was. <laughs> Holy shit. Lars von Trier. Over there in Hollywood. Yeah. 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 At the, uh, yeah. I believe that was our first date movie. Oh, it movie. totally was. We were both just like, oh my God. Yeah, that yeah. was a hardcore It was movie. totally hardcore. Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. How do you remember that? That's good. Because I just do. Yeah. I mean, I remember a lot of first things with you, but I couldn't remember like date movie for some reason. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember that. Well, but we I, saw a ton at the Sunset Five. I remember we saw well those, but that was once we were dating. Yeah, Dancer in the Dark was like like kind of friends verging on kissing, smooches. <laughs> All right, Don Morris says, "What what movie do you quote to each other most often?" Oh my god! Like, what movie don't we quote to each other? Yeah, but I will say this: for being as long ago as it was. At least weekly, I would say almost, you will get a coming to America line out of this household. Yeah, that's, yeah, totally. Like, I feel like once a week, one of us says, you conscious. Yeah. 
which is such a weird, obscure no, line. About Joe Lewis from that movie. Yeah, it was when they were going. He was. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. He was really great. Uh, the landlord. I think he's passed away too. I think he did, but yeah, we knew. I can't remember his name too. He was great. He was showing them uh, Akeem and uh, Simi the apartment. Yeah. And, and he the, stepped the drunk over, fell down the stairs. Yeah, the drunk tenant on the yeah, stairs, and he asked, "Trying not to pay." <laughs> he asked about his rent. And he didn't say anything, and he went, "You conscious?" <laughs> and then the guy like farted after they yeah, left, didn't he? Which totally. was just random <laughs> and weird. It was eighties. So yeah, coming to America. I mean, we quote that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Usually comedy movies, oh, like funny sure. lines from comedies. Yeah, that. Just, yeah, I don't that walk, walk in, in and say, "Make a monopoly, can't refuse." <laughs> No, but you're right. Like, dudes quote, like, Reservoir Dogs yeah, to each other and shit like Reservoir that. It's usually, like, dumb comedies. Yeah. But that, that have become, kind of, like, become part of the vernacular to which I don't, I don't even think about what movie they're from anymore because now it's just, like, right. how we talk to each other. But then, like, random things like saying almost fire, like, we'll quote that every now yeah. and then and stuff. Like, anytime, if we're out and there's, like... Let's rock! Yeah, we're in a bar and the music gets going, <laughs> yeah. we'll look at each other and go, let's rock! <laughs> Because that's what Rob Lowe did when he took yeah. the stage with oh, the sax. Oh, yeah, with the sax, in the middle of the sax solo. <laughs> and that's on TV and you're not with me. I will pause that and take a picture and send it to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to go with Coming to America. But yeah, that's there, a good there, one. There are probably others, but yeah, that's a good one. Um, Samantha uh, Begay, which of you is more emotional about movie crying? My husband always cries, but I rarely do. Um, here's how it goes in our house. <laughs> we're both weepy as all. Oh, out. yeah. Yeah. We are weeping. Lots mofos. of weeping. Yeah. And I know if I'm getting weepy, oh, I'm that there's 100% yeah. chance that you're already weepy. I'm probably in hysterics but at that point. 5% of the time, I might not get weepy if you are. Yeah. But 100% of the time, if I am, you are. Yeah. Very rarely. I have to be like feeling dead inside going into a movie. I have seen you if you're like have a lot of anxiety and stress. Yeah. You just sort of have cut yourself off. Yeah. Like you're having a moment. You're looking at me like, let's share this moment. That's and I'm like, true. oh my God, it's fine. That, that has happened. Yeah. That's happened a few times yeah. too. Come to think of it. Yeah. But yeah, we're both weepy. Generally, I'm very touched by human drama and emotion. As are you. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. Just, it, yeah. Give me say, a soundtrack yeah. behind a moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm a total sucker. All right. This is from Landis Good. Landis is one of our... Uh, oh, I know Landis. Time. Yeah, yeah, in San yeah. Francisco. yeah, and Wonderful. she's been a mama customer for a long time. Absolutely, one of the OGs. All right, Landis. She says Emily. Period. I know you're from Ohio. Me too. Oh, I didn't know that, Landis. Took me a while to find my way in the world. How did you get into the film field? College, a friend, a passion. So Landis is just looking for a little bit of Emily backstory. Take it away. So I was in musical theater. In, in a show choir in high school, and <clears throat> I was an alto. There are no stern roles for an alto. <laughs> You're going back kind of far. You're like, well, when I was four. Well, no, no, no. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew I, wa I wanted to do something in performance, I thought. But, you know, this was the 80s and, well, early 90s and practical advice, you know, a theater career for, like, a, a sure. showgirl, basically, was not on the – so I went into college as a – I declared a telecommunications major at Ohio University, which was like a video production major, but I thought I wanted to be a newscaster. It was like 14-pound video camera. Yeah, pretty on your much. Exactly. And... It was like the separate decks and yeah, yeah like that three-quarter inch. Um, I thought I wanted to be a newscaster because I thought that would still be performing. And then we had to do like a um, 
interview someone in your field and I mm. called someone from one of the Cleveland stations and she's like, I spend most of my day writing. And I was like, check, done with that. Not interested. Interesting because you kind of like writing. No, I really don't like writing. Oh, you don't? Nah. No. But you've written stuff. Yeah, I don't, but that's not my calling. Okay. You're, the, you're the writer, I'm not the writer. Right. I'd rather... Well, yeah. you're visual art. I'm you're visual more interested. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so, that was off the list, but I was already in this major that, again, it was called telecommunications, which is like the laying of fiber. <laughs> you know, it's like right. it's very weird. But, so I ended up in video production, and I really liked it, and we had to pair, like, team up uh, my senior year, we had to kind of pick a... Focus, and I ended up being a producer on a video project that actually won a couple kind of remote film festivals um, for a little student film. And I was good at it, and I really liked it. And then, you know, I was like, I'll never freelance because nobody responsible freelances. And I got out of college, and I started freelancing. I moved to Atlanta right around the Olympics, and, you know, I just started doing it. And I kind of just kept doing it, and then I liked it. And I thought I really wanted to be a director but I ended up being a producer, and then I... It was well-suited for you in some ways, because you hustle. Yeah, I'm a hustler. And you can't be in the film business and not hustle. Yeah. And just be one of those people that can fucking do 14-hour days yeah. for weeks at a time yeah. with a good attitude. Which I can no longer do, which is why I don't well, do that anymore. Well, it's also not a good fit, because you've kind of, you know, it's almost like a civilian after the military Yeah. when you get out of the film yeah. business. It's a little weird. Bye. But you managed to get out, which is... yeah. Which is great, but you were really good at it. And Emily worked her way up, everyone, from... Yeah, I was a PA. You know, PA all the way up to, like, producing really big, expensive music videos. Yeah. When music videos still had big when budgets. Had budgets, and, yeah. And then on to commercials. I ended my career as an executive producer at a commercial company locally, and I loved mm-hmm. working in Atlanta again, and, you know, it was a good... You're an achiever, lady. ...kind of end. I am. Yeah, I'd say that. I, I didn't... I wasn't an achiever until I turned, like, 42. Yeah. Now you're busy, Chuck. <laughs> It's very weird to be living with busy Chuck. All right. That wraps it up, everybody. This has been good. Fun. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, so fun. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. And we're going to make this happen more often for sure. Sorry, Noel. No, we're going to mix it in. No, I'm not displacing Noel. Uh, And we will see you next week in your homework assignment. Everyone, I'm so excited because Friday is Broken Lizard on Reservoir Dogs. The Broken Lizard comedy troupe, everyone, came through Atlanta. If you follow us on Facebook, then you saw the picture of me with all the guys. And it was nutty and awesome. And we, I had 40 minutes with five people. And Emily, Fun. Yeah. I mean, it was. remember how excited yeah, I was? Yeah, you were totally excited. Well, you were like, I have no idea how this is going to go. I was a little nervous. Yeah. and then, But you yeah. afterwards, and I mean, I'm sure they're tight as a comedy. You know, like they've so got tight. their... Thing down. Hive mind. Yeah, hive mind. Exactly. So it was awesome. It was so we talked about Reservoir Dogs. They decided on the way up in the elevator that that's the movie they would all agree on, um, just to make it easier on me. And they were all so nice, such nice guys. That's awesome. It was just super like refreshing because I love them and their movie Super Troopers Two comes out this Friday on four twenty to align with the release of this episode. And they picked Reservoir Dogs. So watch that this week. Go see Super Troopers on. Friday or this weekend, and say goodnight, Emily. Hold on real quick. I have one quick story <laughs> about Reservoir Dogs. So shortly after college, uh-huh. you know, like I experienced Tarantino in Pulp Fiction. That was like sure. my Tarantino moment. So you went back. So I went back, yeah. but I decided to do it when my mom was in town. Oh, so my mom was visiting me in L.A., 
And I'm like, you know, going through this, like trying to get cool with my movies. And I make her watch Reservoir Dogs with me. And she is like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, it's so violent. And so, yeah. yeah so the, that's my, the guy cuts off an ear. It seemed like a good idea, but I had no reason. idea. She was such a, my mom is, as you know, is like one of the best sports ever, but sure. I'm sure she was like, oh my God, what did, what did I sign up for? So anyways. All right, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good night. The entire first season of This Time Tomorrow is available now to binge from start to finish. In this new iHeart series presented by T-Mobile for Business, join me, Osvaloshin, and Cara Price as we explore the exciting possibilities of the next generation of connectivity. From smart cities to future farms, you'll find out just how much could change with future 5G networks. Listen to This Time Tomorrow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tumanbei is weak. We need to the epic fiction podcast Tuman Bay returns. Have we met before? Oh yes, General. You have no choice. It has to be done. In the name of God, what have you done? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tuman Bay.